Welcome to the I'm Uncomfortable podcast, where we tackle the issues you feel awkward talking about and put ourselves into uncomfortable situations you secretly relate to. We're not better than you. We're the same as you. We're just willing to publicly talk about our innermost cringe and shame. I'm Melissa. And I'm Vanessa. Let's get uncomfortable. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of the I'm Uncomfortable podcast. Today, we have Jessica Smith with us, author of Your Twenties, a book about navigating change, because according to the tagline, and I feel like this is true, no one ever teaches you how to grow up, you know? Yeah, and as late 20-somethings, we can't wait to get into our discussion with Jess. But as is tradition around these parts, we start off our episodes with sharing a recent uncomfortable moment. So I'll start us off. So I am an owner of a little cute white rabbit, um, but she's giving me a lot of grief these days uh, because I just spent... I'm gonna about to spend a thousand dollars on her because she's not she hasn't been feeling well so I've been taking her to the vet she's on like six different medications right now and I'm like I've never like she's the most expensive child I never had um, <laughs> and I have to like I have a whole medical schedule for her or med schedule for her every 12 hours like two other oh medicines and then one for every 24 hours so I've just been like balancing this like pseudo parenting life and working from home and like keeping on time with my child's formula schedule and all of it so yeah it's been uncomfortable dealing with a sick rabbit but I'm I'm attached to her and I love her so I want her to take all my money so that I can she can give me happiness with her fluffiness but I forgot to take my allergy pill today (laughs) that's uncomfortable speaking of Babs medication. I forgot to take my allergy pill. Um, in the same line, I actually did have a, a, a medically related uncomfortable moment today. This morning, I tried a virtual doctor's appointment. Um, and I am not a fan. I did not enjoy the experience. She was completely nice and everything, but she started late. I'm like, wow. So even virtually, y'all can still be late to the room that I'm sitting in waiting for you? Like, that's fine, I guess, you know, whatever. Um, but like I got checked in by like the nurse or whoever. It was just all very weird. Cause I was like, this is wrong. These questions that you're asking me and my room is not, that's not the setting that this normally happens in. So it was just, it was why just do you miss the crinkly paper that you're supposed to sit on while you wait for the doctor to come through? <laughs> no, but in a weird way, it, it's like a, a nice primer. Like it mentally prepares me for the fact that, you know, some woman's going to come through and check out my lady parts and talk to me about them. And <laughs> it gets you in this like mental state and then you leave. But see, there was no opportunity to leave because it's my room. So then I just like went to work. Literally, I hopped into a Zoom room afterwards. So like, I don't know. It was uncomfortable. It was weird. Do not recommend to a friend. Anyway, enough about that because I am now uncomfortable again. Uh, Jessica, how about you? <laughs> oh my God. Being uncomfortable is just so funny sometimes. Um, because everyone does it, you know, and it's not something we ever talk about. So I lo- that's why I love this concept. But my awkward wo- moment was today. It's something we, we probably experience less often now, but we wish we did more. But when it happens, we're like, God, I hope this doesn't happen again. And it's just that simple um, activity of, you know, you're going for a walk, nothing, nothing crazy. And normally, right, you pass on the right side of the road in the U.S., right, if you're driving. Mm -hmm. But when you're walking, 
anything goes. So I'm doing that thing where I'm getting closer to the lady and her dog, which is kind of spaced out in the sidewalk. And I'm, once we get closer, I think we're line dancing now. And I'm like, (laughs) oh my God, what is happening? I'm two-stepping. She is as well. I'm do-si-doing. She's wondering why I'm picking up her dog. And I'm just like, (laughs) I'm just trying to walk past her on the sidewalk. So uncomfortable is sometimes it's like both of you are thinking things and no one's saying anything. If I just said, excuse me, you know, maybe it would have, you know, eliminated all of that, but just simple passing in the street, (laughs) right? Like Like, like signaling, signaling, some kind of signaling. (laughs) Do you think that would be uncomfortable before COVID still, or does COVID make it even worse? Oh, that's always uncomfortable. (laughs) It's even more now. (laughs) Right. It's because there's there's a certain level of, okay, you're getting closer, closer. <laughs> someone needs to decide, you know, someone needs to pick a lane. Right. And we just, I waited for her, she waited for me, and we almost kissed, and then I sidestepped, <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's just, yeah. It's, it's like, ooh, I don't know you like that. Like, <laughs> ooh, yeah, this is, this is awkward, ooh, this is jerks. the park, but whatever. <laughs> right. Well, thanks for sharing, Jessica. Yeah, wow. Um, I, can all, I feel like I'm there. I know. I feel like I lived it with you. Was that you? <laughs> well, today we're going to be digging into a few topics from Jessica's book that you all voted for as a top priority in your life right now, self-love and career. But before that, Jessica, can you tell our audience a little bit more about you? Sure. I, I like going for long, awkward walks in my park next <laughs> to my house. Uh, <laughs> my first book is Your 20s. It's my greatest joy in life. It's literally... <laughs> I wonder what it's like, you know, to give birth to an actual baby. Cause I'm like, this feels like that it's Aww. three years old. Um, I'm a writer at heart. I'm writing my second book right now. I'm a career coach. I work one-on-one with people, um, specifically around interviewing, interview prep and expressing your value in interviews and questions. I really enjoy that process and specifically, uh, transitioning, industries. So moving careers, changing industries, and and connecting the dots there is kind of my, I don't know, personal weird knack for career coaching. Um, And I also have a career podcast called Career Coaching with Jessness. Thank you for giving us that introduction, Jessica. Um, We have so many great questions for you lined up, but first we'll take a quick little stretch break and we'll meet you back here in no time. Welcome back, everyone. Hope you enjoyed your little stretch break. Now we're ready to get started with some of the questions we have for Jess today. So I'll start off. Um, My first question for you is, was there an experience or pivotal moment in your life that inspired you to write this book, Your 20s? Yeah, it's, it's hard to think about just one, but it was almost like a building of a feeling um, over time. And it started in college. It started, um, I would say, sophomore year, um, college, just feeling kind of a little bit confused, a little bit unprepared, (laughs) a little bit like lost and um, anxious about what was to come, Um, you know, moving into your like senior, junior and senior year. There's just all sorts of questions around what's next, you know, and it's just, I was feeling a lot of that pressure of well, I don't really know, but it seems like this is the time to know. Mm -hmm. So dang it, I better know. Um, And so from there, after graduation, it kind of just amplified. (laughs) 
I was like, okay, well, like, it's not just a college feeling. It's not just like an uneasy nervousness feeling from, from just the anticipation of graduation because it's a huge milestone, right? But it was like that also like after graduation, I, I describe it in this feeling of like I was floating with zero gravity and just wondering who's going to turn this thing back on, <laughs> you know, like <laughs> where am I going to find my footing here? And so from there, um, I'm like, it'd be really neat to have some kind of thing that could just remind us that uh, there, there is no one path to grow up and no one's got it figured out and, and yeah. something to just elevate that combo. There's a lot I feel like that goes into being in your 20s. And I feel like your book does address several topics that people struggle with, you know, in your 20s and beyond. So we decided to ask our listeners which of those topics from your book they were most interested in. And I mentioned this uh, when we first started, but self-love and career were the most popular choices. So I'd like to get your perspective, having lived it and having written the book on it. What do you think makes people uncomfortable about those two topics? Yeah, I think... So let's start with, with self-love. And when we think about self-love, there's an inward element to it, right? There's an inward element that's naturally just really uncomfortable. And I'm not talking here about introvertedness. Intro being introverted or extroverted is how our energy gets replenished. Self-love is the management of care, of nurturing, of time, of our energy and the love that we bubble up and give back to ourselves. It's different. So it, it's this, it's this element of, it's the first time that we've had to really kind of switch it around in our brain to focus in so much on ourselves. And I think that's what makes it a little bit uncomfortable because um, this is an experience of self, you know, self-love is often promoted, especially nowadays, like, as something. Here's the definition of it. This is what self-love right. looks like. This is what it feels like. This right. is what it sounds like. But, um, and so I think people get confused with, well, that's what it looks like and sounds like. That's not how I feel. Um, and, right. and I don't really, and it takes an element of having to go inward and, and just, and, and focus back on, on yourself. And, and that's uncomfortable, period. Mm. Yeah. Like trying to figure out that um, thumb, you know, that I, unique idea of what self-love is for yourself versus what everyone else seems to identify it as because that's unique to you. And I want to offer another way of looking at it. Think about everything as a mirror. And I think of life as one big giant life experiment and a mirror. Like the things that annoy us are areas that we have not met up with in ourselves hmm. or the parts that we're intimidated with is the light that we haven't yet tapped into or or been comfortable enough to express within ourselves right so that that mirrored aspect is happening at all times and if you think about self-love you know there's there's two types of I guess if we think about it in the mirror sense um you know if, if you're somebody that overly gives to your friends self-love is that experience of what you give to your friends so that may be weird because you're like I'm not used to receiving Ooh, that's uncomfortable I don't know how yeah. to I don't know what to do with this it feels like I owe someone something or I have to earn it and I didn't earn it blah 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 or maybe there's the latter and and there's all spectrums right of people maybe there's the latter of maybe you don't realize that you're pretty 
um, self-absorbed or, and there's no judgment here when I'm saying this, right? Like it's like, we're all going to have different days based on what's happening, but, um, maybe you're super self-absorbed. So when you experience self-love, there's this, um, judgment that happens with it. There's this, you're not doing it right. You're not doing it this way, that way, whatever. And so it's like, we can use these, these elements of perspective to look at self-love in a different way. And it doesn't have to look any certain way. And it doesn't have to be perfect with rose petals in a bath. And you don't even have to have a freaking <laughs> bath. Out with that, you know, like enough with that. But the reason I think self-love is uncomfortable is because it's you and only you. And only you can give it to you. And only you know you're not giving it to you. And you can buy shit. You can do the bath. You can tell your friend. You can do all this stuff. And at the end of the day, go to bed and know that wasn't self-love. Like I didn't give myself what I needed. Hmm. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, now I'm thinking all kinds of things. I'm like, what yeah. have I done recently for myself? <laughs> Literally bought a bath bomb yeah. the other day. So <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Halfway there. <laughs> but that's the, isn't that the message though? Isn't that such a, that's a, that, that almost furthers the, I worry so much about this topic because in a world now that we have so even less of the sensory aspect of in-person, the connect, like the in-person connection, there's going to be more and more and more opportunities for comparison Mm -hmm. and for judging yourself and Mm -hmm. for isolating what you think is actually happening. That like you don't lose your point of reference, everybody. It is really easy to do that right now. What you think is this or that is on your own personal scale and you need to reach out and talk to other people and, and, and check yourself Wow! because you're doing yourself a disservice if you're not. Mm-hmm. No, I agree. It sounds like yeah. during this time, it's completely easy to, to fall into the trap of, because people are still posting things, you know, it's, that's not like social media has gone away. Mm-hmm. And with some states opening up, I feel like there's even more opportunities for people to post things and... I know I always try to remind myself, like, everybody posts their best self on social media. And I shouldn't say everybody, but most people, right? And then so, but it's hard to remember when you're scrolling through thinking like, wow, she looks really great in that bikini picture, forgetting that maybe that was from two years ago. And also it doesn't matter. And I should actually be happy for her instead of using it to bring myself down. So thanks for sharing that. I definitely resonate with that a lot. Um, How about career though? I mean, I feel like maybe that one's self-explanatory, but in your opinion, I guess in the area of like your twenties, why would that make us uncomfortable? You know, this is another one of those areas in our life that is highly, highly externally driven by what I mentioned earlier. The question that if you think about your twenties, the the one question that just haunted me is what's next? What's next? Every family party. What's next? I was the oldest grandkid. I'm like, what's next? It's like, I don't know. Ask the youngest, maybe diapers. Like, I don't know, dude, I'm just trying to, I'm just trying to like figure out how to feed myself in college. You know what I mean? Right. I'll break it down in these two ways. So here's what we're taught. Okay. We're taught to explore careers. Um, get out there, find what you want, find your number one, find your purpose, find your passion. Find what sparks you up and then just live that every day. Explore careers. Like, okay, that that to me, what comes behind it, I, I feel I need to have confidence. I need to know exactly what I want in order to succeed. Mm-hmm, right. I have to have determination. I have to be perfect. 
and I have to find the, the, my passion has to meet exactly what I get paid for. Okay, let's throw that in the trash. Here's my belief. We have to find, we're not here to find out what to do. We're here to find out who we are. So find something, find a career that you can learn from that's going to offer you the training, the mentorship, the opportunity to travel if we ever do. You know, it's like, but there, it, there are, this is happening, okay? And then use it as an experiment. Find something that you're good at. Find something that, that comes to you naturally. What advice are people asking you for? What are you doing when time flies? It may not be the thing that's your passion. That's okay. Get paid well for what you do and have a passion on the side. That's the biggest thing. There's a whole chapter in this book called, in, in the Your 20s book called um, Find the One. And you'd think it'd be in the relationship chapter, but it's not. It's in the career. Because society tells you to find the one. And I think that's horseshit. I think you should find the one that pays you well that matches up with the innate gifts and goals and, and talents that you have. And then have your passion be fun. Don't put too much burden on what you love. <laughs> because then, and that's that's a good way to look at it because a lot of times, especially on social media, and I think we've had like an episode where we actually talked about this or at least for a little while about how we're, it's like this hustle culture of like trying to find that passion and like getting that passion or identifying that passion first of all and then like trying to figure out how to make that passion into a job but like that's the part where I've you know have experienced a disconnect where it's like once you're trying to like make money from it or like do all this stuff you kind of lose that spark so I can definitely that's that's a really interesting way of of looking at how a career is supposed to help you figure out who you are as you know using it not as a way to like figure out how to make more money per se. It's more for yourself at the end of the day. Just, you know, similarly to how you explain self-love, it's you at the end of the day. And are you happy with that? Um, I would say let's dive in. into, But I feel like we've already, we're already in the deep end here. Oh, yeah. With so. me, there's only one, one end. It's deep. End. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Straight to the deep end. Yeah. And so um, if anyone out there is interested in, purchasing her book it's available on Amazon and I'm sure we'll share all of the different ways we can you can connect with Jess um, about her book but I know that when I was flipping through it because I have a copy of it um, they uh, there's a number of activities that you and thought activities that you can do as you're reading through the book so I know that um, Jess has a few or at, you know something that she can share from from these sections of self-love and career from her book so I'll let her take it from here yeah thanks Melissa so the book is also on Audible, too, if you're more of an audio person, which chances oh, okay. are you are. This podcast. Okay. So, um, and I read it to you. So, hey. So, um, okay, self-love. The activity that is most important in the book entirely of all, because there's three chapters per section, there's five sections, um, is cultivating self-trust. And they're going to go, huh? How do you do that? I know, right? <laughs> so, you have to notice the whispers of wisdom within huh? What does that mean? I get it. The, the easiest way to describe it, what I've found success with my clients is how do you learn? Okay. Learning, like we just got out of school. It's not far. Are you a visual learner? Are you tactical? Are you hands-on, right? More of that. Or are you more verbal? Um, and, and this is a way, whatever comes most naturally to you, pick the number one thing, right? And notice 
that is how that is the first element or channel of communication from your inner voice of wisdom, which I call your ness. So that is how your ness will first communicate with you. And that those are the little whispers within that are unique to your personal life that will help guide you to what's next. And I know that sounds kind of like, okay, well, like, what are the steps? The steps are you need to slow down. (laughs) You need to slow down, period. Okay. You need to clear what's in your mind. You need to ask yourself this one question. What's necessary for me to express love towards myself in this moment? And notice that the necessary is spelt with N-E-S-S. And once you get the book, you'll understand what this, what this element of ness is. It's essentially a, a personal vocab word that you can add to your, the back of your name that is your own inner voice of wisdom. So I use it as this, like, what is necessary for my justness right now to experience love? And that's it. And then you get quiet however it is for you. If it's going for a walk, if it's listening to a cool song, if it's sitting in the grass, or if it's just screaming at the top of your lungs in a, in a car while it driving safely, you know, buckled up, um, you know, <laughs> something like that. If it's chopping wood, just do it. Do like Move the energy, like move it, stop, drop, ask yourself, check in. I started really, really small, 2011, lived in New Zealand after I graduated college and I practiced with what bus route should I go today? And just, if I wasn't, if it was a different bus route, I'd go that and there'd always be some little treasure for me there. Someone I'd meet, um, there'd be a sale somewhere. Um, I'd see some flower I really loved. That is where we tap into the synchronicity of life. So it starts with slowing down and, and again, it all comes back to you. I guess I'm wondering how, you know, cause I can sit down and I can stop. And that part already is hard and can be uncomfortable. Um, we did a meditation um, session, like on another episode where she had us meditate for like five minutes and I started crying because <laughs> it can be uncomfortable and just hard. But so once you sit down and how do you figure out the answer to that question of like, what do I okay, need right let now? Let me clarify. When yeah. I say stop, I don't mm-hmm. mean physically, you don't have to physically stop. For me, what I have found, sometimes it's stopping and literally sitting on the ground. Sometimes it's laying in the grass and just saying a little quick, you know, what do I need to focus on right now? And just breathing. Uh And then just saying, okay, I checked in. Now I'm just going to go about my day and just have the willingness in my heart to notice. That's all it is. We don't have to do. We think we have to do all this stuff. I have to do the bath with the self-love and I have to light the candle and I have to do the journal and I have to do the, put my crystals out underneath the moon and do all this stuff. (laughs) Sure. If that brings you extreme joy, do it. For me, it sounds like a lot of shit to do. So I'm going (laughs) to sit out in my backyard, watch the birds and just literally just in my heart say, what is it that I need to focus on right now? And then I'm going to take a breath and then let it go. And then just and, and play an active role in my life. And that means paying attention, taking good awareness. care, awareness. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Mm. Checking in with yourself. I'm, I'm, that's what, how I'm understanding it of yes. like taking that moment, even for a second, it doesn't have to be like a five minute meditation or what have you. You, you all have felt that moment where you're like, man, I'm in the zone. 
You know what I mean? Like when yeah. you're writing something or maybe you're drawing or you're even driving, it doesn't have to be something from creation either. It can be, wow, this topic really comes out of me. When you feel um, a disalignment of like, God, I just don't know what I need to do or whatever, cultivating self-trust, do the thing that gets you into alignment and then trust that will get you back to track. You know what I mean? It's like, do what's helped you before. Like if tea helps you in the morning, have a really peaceful morning, the next day, right? Maybe it's 11 a.m. You didn't have your tea. Have the tea. Who cares? It's not 8 a.m. But get back to something that will trigger you an embodiment practice that will remind you of a place that connects you with yourself. And that will be different and individual for everybody. Interesting. So, um, and the other topic, I know that we were just talking about self-love and I feel like maybe that's something in that can also tie into the career aspect or the career topic as well. Did you want to go over that little thought process or activity from that you can pull from your book written regarding to career? Absolutely. So the career one, here's the thing, like a lot of my embodiment, it's almost like self-love, healthy mind, and relationships and body acceptance support career. Career is such a big part of our lives. We spend more time there than we do with our families. I mean, now it's a little bit different, right? But um, now that we work at home, but that doesn't mean we're spending quality time. Mm -hmm. Um, But it, it does take such a big part that I find that if we can get the embodiment practices and kind of the day-to-day support in all these four other areas, career can be really practical and it can work really well. So this is going to be a little bit different flavor from what I've been saying because it's very straight up and tangible. And it's with career, if you're unsure of what to do, want to change careers, not sure where to go, all that stuff, the number one thing you need to do is establish your disqualifiers. What you don't want. Start with what you don't want. It's always easier to establish what you don't want, That's right? Yeah. <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. In a world full of uh, endless options. Like I'm in the tampon aisle. I don't want cardboard. <laughs> I don't want plastic. I'm out of options, right? Okay, so that's just a funny example. But um, know what you don't want, okay? So it's like the disqualifiers, there's commute, benefits, compensation. Those, those are the top three that every single company will have. If you want to do a couple bonus ones, it'd be like work schedule, team size, private, uh, public, those kinds of things. Hmm. But it's here's the reason why I advise my career coaching clients on this is because I already mentioned it's easier to know what you don't want. But when you're out there in the sea of job boards and just the endless amount of info, uh, um, it's easier to cite whether or not a job is right for you by first knowing your disqualifiers. And that's just the first step, right? The next mm-hmm. is to know your must-haves. But That would be the first step activity to really help ease overwhelm (laughs) in the job hunting world. Yeah, Yeah, I don't think I've ever sat down and and written down or thought about in depth what I don't want. I think I have a vague idea, not really even, of what (laughs) I think I want. And see, even me trying to say that, it's like, don't lie, Vanessa. (laughs) 
<laughs> I like think I want some things, but do I? So that's actually a really good exercise. I think I'll I'll try to do is sit down and think about what I do not want. Let like me people know. usually people usually talk about what they don't want in a in like relationships and things like that. You know, lessons learned, and I I feel like people kind of discount how much of your career ties into mm. like your relationship with yourself. I would think yes. because you spend so much time at work. Your career is a mirror. I'll give you one example. If you are not getting calls for interviews and if you are if you are applying for jobs over and over and over. I've heard this I've heard this so many times. I'm applying for tons of jobs. I have a great resume. I'm not getting calls back. Are you seeing yourself? Do you see yourself? Do you value? Do you see the value that you have to bring? Mm-hmm. Your career is a mirror, 100%. And it can be used as a catalyst for sparking growth in all the other areas, but it really, I do think it's a, I don't know what that shape is, like a ball with maybe a half sunflower. circle. (laughs) Right. (laughs) But yeah, it's, the career is an, is an, is a big one. Um, and I feel like we could do a whole other segment on that. Yeah. So I think I understand the career aspect a little more than the self-love aspect, which might be a mirror of the things <laughs> that I am more uncomfortable with than not. But have you ever had anyone be skeptical about the advice that you provide in your book? And if so, what would you say to those who are unsure about the methods that you share? I mean, yeah, of course. Um, <laughs> I Have they have they called me up? Have they knocked my front door? No, thank God. That'd be really uncomfortable. Um, but I, you know, like reviews on both my podcast and my book have been out there. I've read them. Most of the advice that comes th- or most of the feedback are, um, it's too much of an autobiography. I thought that she was going to give me all the answers, things like that. What I would offer that person, if I ever had the opportunity to like have a conversation, I would just say, you know, I would encourage them to, to enroll in their own channel, you know, and, and ask themselves, you know, why are you seeking a book to give you all the answers. You know, my book is is one, sure, it, it talks about my experience. Um, there's a whole entire chapter on celebrating your, tr- celebrating your 20s. That's what it's called. And I've interviewed people from all over the world of all ages, 30-somethings, 40-somethings, 50-somethings, 70-somethings, reflecting on each of the chapters of the book just to further showcase that I'm not perfect. God, I didn't write the book because I know how to do any of this. Um, I don't know if we ever will know how to do any of this, um, but there is no one way. It's, it's ironic, right? People seeking a book, but yet the book encourages them to seek within themselves and talks about how, how, I've, how I've done so in my life and, and the methods and tools and practices and experiences that have connected me to my justness, my inner voice of wisdom. Um, and that isn't for everybody. Every, not everyone wants the... Uh, the full reign to to really own their lives and that's okay everyone's in a different step or you know in their own journeys and understanding themselves and you take what you resonate with and that's all you can really ask for um and then you're talking about we haven't mentioned this term but like you in terms of the fact that you mentioned no one ever knows how to do this. I don't know if we'll ever know how to do this. We're all just trying to figure it out. Um, this leads to my next question about, you know, if you've felt, if you've ever felt imposter syndrome because of your, whether it's your the age or gender identification to create a book like this, this self-help 
book for those in their 20s? Have you ever felt that imposter syndrome? Almost every day. It's it ebbs and flows for me personally. It really does. You know, like some some phases of my life, I'll be like, I feel really great. I feel really grounded. I know myself. Um, and then other phases, and, it, and these phases could be like three months, four months, like a year, half a year. You know, the book is three, three years old now. So, you know, I'm 32. <laughs> Everyone's like, you writing your 30 something? I'm like, God, let me get to 35. <laughs> um, but <laughs> I don't know. I still don't know my 20s. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, um, but yes, of course, what I have to lean on is I didn't write the book because I'm trying to to standardize what it looks like to grow up or anything. I really wanted to invite more conversation with it's okay to not know and it's okay to like be just in weirdo land. Like that's cool. <laughs> Don't think it's weird. Don't yeah. it's not. It's not. <laughs> Don't lose your point of perspective, right? <laughs> Speaking to that end then, do you have any advice for like how to be okay? with the growth, the struggle, the change that happens in your 20s. We always like to end our episode by asking, you know, our guests or ourselves if there's advice on how to be okay with the topic. So if you have if you have any wisdom to share, <laughs> to impart on our listeners, that would be great. I would just say talk to somebody. It is critical for your own health. And I think, I feel emotional saying this, but I think for the future of humankind. We need to talk to each other. It's really important now more than ever because you may be completely lost in, in your own point of reference. And I say this because I was just there. I was like, I was having a really hard time the last three months completely thinking I was in this certain area of my life or just had this certain perspective on myself and what was happening and I, what I, what was actually happening is I lost complete perspective on the ups and downs of life because I'm so secluded. I live alone. I work alone. I work virtually. All this stuff. So you need to talk to somebody. Um, you are not alone. And if even if you feel alone, um, reading the celebrating your twenties, you know, there's 50 pages of of messages about what it was like individually for these people to grow up in that area and reflecting on those areas that just goes to show it's like it doesn't have to look a certain way um and and here's the thing um there is no perfect path and it's impossible to mess this up it's impossible for you to mess this up so whatever is happening now you have full power to pivot to move and if you need someone to talk to you message me because I'm here. Wow. Well, thank you so much, Jess, for sharing that and and getting vulnerable with us as is common here at the I'm Uncomfortable (laughs) podcast. We definitely appreciate your insight. And, um, you know, if anyone wants to purchase her book again, it's it's available on Audible if you want to hear Jess's lovely voice reading it to you or if you (laughs) want to purchase it, it's available on Amazon. But where can listeners find and follow you, Jessica? So the book has its own living, breathing Instagram. Um, It's at your.20s. And then if um, you want to connect with me, it's at hello justness. And I would just, I'm feeling very called to, um, if anyone listening to this show 
wants a special signed copy or anything, I'd be happy to offer them one. Just message me personally and I'll, I'll send them a little special love note and oh. a signed copy. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you all for listening today. Be sure to follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and on Instagram at imuncomfortable.podcast. We release new episodes every Tuesday, and if you have a suggestion or maybe you want to nominate someone as amazing as our current guest to be on the show, you can head over to our website, imuncomfortablepodcast.com. See you next Tuesday. Bye.